0: Howdy, ladies and gents, welcome to episode 34. And in this particular episode, we are going to be talking about the last 5%. Because when it comes to life, when it comes to your journey, when it comes to everything that you want to achieve, not just from your fat loss journey and your progress, but with regards relationships and work and life in general, we can become obsessed with everything that we haven't done everything that we have yet to do the amount of times i've had a client weigh in and they've gone oh my god you know just a pound away from that three pound i wanted to lose and i'm sat there going but you've just lost two pounds in the space of a week like seriously but they're all they're focused on is yeah i know but i really wanted three and so to a certain degree it's human nature to look at what we have yet to achieve to always focus on that last five percent so Let's take an example which I'm sure all of you guys are familiar with. Relationships. Now, let's say that you are in the absolute ideal relationship. 95% of it is perfect. You get along. You've got similar humor, similar interests. You know, character is spot on. Looks, attraction, sex, everything. Let's imagine it's all absolutely spot on to 95%. And you're in that situation. You go, you know what? 95%, 95%, everything's spot on. But there's that last 5% that isn't filled. But what we can end up doing as people is we can obsess over that 5%. We can obsess over everything that we don't have as opposed to what we do. And the same thing can come about with regards to your fat loss, progress, etc. You can absolutely obsess over what you have yet to achieve. Not ever taking a moment to stop and look and go, oh my God, I'm 95% of my goal done, you know? I've lost tens or hundreds of pounds, hours, weeks, months, sometimes even years of applying myself, years of consistency and controlling my calories, my movement, etc., being mindful and being disciplined with myself and look at what I've achieved. 95% of my goal is done. But the problem is we can obsess over the 5%. We can obsess over everything that we haven't done, the fact that we're not quite there yet. And so when anybody ever compliments us and they go, oh my God, you've done amazingly, instead of going, thank you, it's been a really hard work, but it's been worth it. We don't respond with that. We respond, we, we respond with, yeah, but know, I'm not just there yet. And so this obsession with the last 5% becomes this form of self-sabotage where we are so obsessed with what we haven't yet done. So obsessed with what we don't have. As if it's a fucking game that we have to complete. It's like, oh man, I've only I've only completed 95% of this game. You know, I want to complete 100%. And it becomes almost like a game in itself. But the problem is, that last 5% could cost us everything. Obsessing over what we don't have. Obsessing over that last 5% could absolutely cost us everything that we've worked so hard for. Because from a fat loss perspective, from a progress perspective, transformation, whatever you want to call it, we can achieve that 95, but that last 5% is going to be the hardest. It's going to be the hardest to achieve from a physical perspective, and it sure as hell is going to be the hardest to achieve from a mental perspective. Because not only have you got this massive journey behind you, these months of resilience, but out in front of you, you have this last 5%, which you think is worth it. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're stepping on stage and, you know, your your whole kind of goal is to achieve a certain trophy, placing, whatever, it's a little bit different. But this podcast isn't for the elite in that sense. This podcast is for people like me, just average Joes looking to achieve a great physique, looking to achieve in general. Because, don't get me wrong, this whole podcast is about personal growth. It is about the progression of yourself, achieving shit, you know? But we can become fucking obsessed with achieving shit. We can become fucking obsessed with personal growth. We can find ourselves in a position where we are constantly striving to complete the game. Constantly striving for that last 5%. And so we can end up sacrificing everything just to achieve it. We could absolutely miss the wood through the trees in the sense of look at what I don't have, look at what I'm not able to do, look at what I haven't achieved, look at the gaps in my life as opposed to looking at what we have right in front of us. Because we become incredible pessimists, the glass is half empty because we don't have that last 5%. And like I said, imagine that in a relationship sense. Imagine that you are with someone that literally ticks every box and you barely even notice that for that 5%. It's there, but you barely even notice it. Does that mean that you should throw the whole thing away simply because it's not a 100% win? Does 100% even exist? From a fat loss perspective, you're standing on the precipice of the last 5% but sometimes we can become so obsessed with numbers or so obsessed with achievement that when we actually take stock, we have completely lost sight of why we started this journey in the first place. We had this goal in our mindset. Maybe we had a certain weight to get to or a certain image of ourselves. And despite the fact that that was a goal to a point, the primary goal was a feeling. The primary goal was the ability to be a certain way or a certain confidence level. And so by standing on the precipice and going, yeah, I'm not quite at my goal yet. I haven't quite hit that weight yet. I haven't quite got the last 5%. What we can end up doing is losing sight of the original goal, losing sight of what it was that we actually wanted to achieve in the first place because we may already be there. We may be standing on that cliff edge about to jump, but in actual fact, we've done what we wanted to do. We're feeling more confident. Our clothes are fitting better. We're able to do what we weren't able to do previously from a a physical perspective. Our way of thinking is completely different. Our relationship with food has improved. Our habits have improved. Our relationship with movement and exercise has improved. We're ticking every single fucking box that we set out in the first place. The only one we're not ticking is this phantom image that we had. This image in our head that we pictured we would look like when we got to the end result. And because because we're staring down the barrel of the last 5%, we're obsessed with the goal we didn't achieve as opposed to the 95% of the goals that we did achieve. Now this is also true in careers you know I've been there you'll be in a position of work you know you'll gradually work your way up the ladder as you do because that's how things go and you'll then be in a role you'll be happy you'll be enjoying your role there'll be enough responsibility the salary will be acceptable and so for some reason we find ourselves in this mindset of I need to progress, I need to keep going, I need to grow, I need to I need to go up the ladder, I need to I don't don't stop until you get to the top. Why? What's waiting for you at the top? When is enough money enough? When is enough salary enough? When what what is the magical salary you're hoping to get to? The maximum you can possibly be paid in that company? Because every industry has its own pay parameters. So what is it that you're looking to get to? What is the number you're looking to get to? And why? And when it comes to the position, it's like, well, look at where you are right now. You've just said that you're happy with the level of responsibility that you have. You love the job role that you have. The salary that you have pays your bills, gives you a decent amount of surplus income. So why are you pushing yourself to go to this next step, which may very well be, you know, a place that you don't want to go to? I've been there. I worked my way up the fitness management ladder, if you will, from part-time receptionist to full-time receptionist to front of house manager. I then went to assistant club manager and the dream was always, I want my own club one day. I want my own gym one day. Not my own gym as in my own gym, but I want to be... The club manager of a gym one day you know and so as I'm working my way there and I'm in the, uh, the assistant manager role a few times I find myself in a position where I have to jump into a lower level role someone's off sick whatever so I have to jump into a fitness instructor's role and so all of a sudden I'm back on the gym floor again talking to people instead of being stuck out the back in the office running the numbers and managing people I'm back on the gym floor And I'm talking to members and I'm talking to people. And I'm immersing myself in their goals, what they want to achieve. And I'm helping them do it. This is, you know, how you deadlift and, oh, you know, if you tweak a technique that way and, you know, let's talk about your diet. And even though this was a one-off circumstance, even though the majority of the time I was in that management role, which I really did enjoy, it made me realize I've moved away from the very thing that got me into this industry. And so over the coming weeks, coming months, I engineered myself a position back at the first gym that I worked at, which was Fitness First in Bognor. And I then was back in the role of being on the gym floor, talking to people, being on the front line, if you will, not stuck in the back office. And then funnily enough, in that position, I gradually began to work my way back up again. And so a management position became available and I was like, no, I'm not going to go for it this time. I'm quite content with what I do. And then I was kind of coerced into doing it and it ended up being a really great position because I got the best of both worlds. I found myself in a position where I was management, where I had a reasonable salary, but also I was able to still be on the gym floor, still, you know, working with people, my passion, But over my career, I worked myself away from what I actually got into that industry to do. And it's so, so, so easy for us all to do this, to work our way up the ladder because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do. To go through life even and tick the boxes because we feel like those are boxes that we're supposed to tick. It's the timeline of life, if you will. Hell, I I did this myself, not going to lie. You know, you, you, you meet a girl You fall in love, you move in together. Then after you move in together, you then get a pet, you know, you then get engaged, you then get married. And it's very, very easy to just move your way through life, ticking the boxes. And then once you've ticked a box, you then go, okay, what's the next thing? And you work your way towards that, tick that box, what's the next thing? And it's so easy to just drift through life thinking about what's the next thing. And it's that obsession with the last 5%. It's that obsession of what have I got left to achieve? You know, what's next? What can I conquer next? What can I achieve next? How can I level up next? And the problem is we've created this society of you must tick boxes. We've created this society of, oh, oh my God, you're, you're 40 and you're not married yet. What's wrong with you? Or, oh my God, so you've got three kids, five kids, and you're not married yet. That's That's unorthodox. You know, or, oh my God, you don't own your own home. Hmm, that's, uh, that's not ideal, is it? And so we find ourselves in a situation where society is making us tick boxes, you know. Instead of it being our goals, our dreams, we're working to somebody else's goals, somebody else's dreams. That last 5% isn't actually the last 5% at all because we think we're at 95% when in actual fact we're at 100% and so that last 5% takes us to 105 because we're being told we should achieve something we're being told be it subconsciously that we should strive for something when in actual fact what is life all about yeah we've you know we're in the rat race we've got to tick the boxes of paying the bills we've got to tick the boxes of you know, certain social constructs and making sure that, you know, we have a family and we have a roof over our head. But who's to decide what order that's in? But then also, who's to decide that that has to be the goal? I've known multiple people that aren't interested in starting a family. Hell, I was one of them for a certain certain period of time anyway. And so, like I said, what is the goal of life? And I put a post up the other morning and maybe I, I don't know, maybe I didn't put enough context with it, but it wasn't a particularly high engaging post. I don't think Facebook showed it to many people, but it was a quote, love a quote. And it was, it's not about the length of life, it's about the depth of life. And... What I basically said was, if I get to the end of a very long life and all I have to show for it is a very long life, then I'll have failed. Because yes, of course, we don't want to, you know, not value our lives. We don't want to leave any earlier than we have to. We want to make the most of every day. You know, we want our lives to a certain degree to be as long as possible, but we also want them to be full of stuff. We also want memories, achievements, You know, we also want to enjoy life. But how can we truly enjoy life when all we're focused on is that last 5%? How can we truly enjoy the world around us, the people around us? How can we truly enjoy the careers that we have, the relationships we have, the life that we have when we're always focused on what we have yet to achieve? Always focused on that last 5%. Now for ages, like I said, this was me. Tick the boxes, what's next? But nowadays I like to take a different view because I don't earn a huge amount of money doing what I do. But Rach asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And I sat there and I sat there and she's asked me multiple times to be fair. And every time I've sat there and I was sat there for minutes, sometimes even hours on end thinking, what do I want for Christmas? And I found myself in a weird position for the first time ever. And at 32, I don't know if I should be thinking this way, but there isn't anything. It's very easy to say, oh, you know, I want the new iPad or, you know, I want this or I want that. And the thing is, I don't need any of these things. They're not going to give me any additional fulfillment, you know. They're not going to give me anything else. They're not going to make my life better. You know? So it's very difficult to put a tangible thing on what do you want because I actually have everything that I want. I have everything that I need. I'm quite content with my life. Now, if you'd asked like Chris 10 years ago this question, then he would have given you a very, very different answer. He would have spoken more about the last 5% than he would have done at all about the 95%. Hell, I spent most of my 20s focused on what I didn't have as opposed to what I did. And I was very fortunate to have achieved a load in my 20s, more than most. But because I was obsessed with the last 5%, as you guys know from previous podcasts, in my 20s, like life came crashing down around me in a multitude of different ways. And I had to start again, I had to reset, which was hard, yes. But ultimately, it's been the best thing that ever happened. But now I find myself in this position where I don't want for, I don't want to say anything, but I find myself in this position where I'm more content than I've ever been. Because instead of focusing on that last 5%, I focus on the 95. There's always going to be things that I want to achieve, goals that I want to tick off, etc. But in actual fact, I'm quite enjoying just each day at the moment. Instead of striving for the next thing. Trying to tick the next box. I have a good life. I have a great life. I do what I want to do with my days. You know. I speak to some amazing people. I support people. Which is just an amazing career. These podcasts for example. You know. They cost me more money than. I'm, I do, well I don't make anything off of them. So they cost me money. There you go. But. I know that there is someone out there that they're helping or multiple people out there that these podcasts are helping. So it's one of those situations where sometimes we need to stand still and we need to actually take stock of what our goals are. We need to actually just breathe for a second instead of getting caught up in the promotions, instead of getting caught up in, yeah, but what am I not getting from this relationship? Or instead of getting caught up with life and, you know, what can I buy? What can I accumulate? You know, or boil it down to, obviously, what I do for a living, you know? What have I got left to achieve from a body fat perspective or whatever? And just take stock for a second and ask yourself, What does happiness look like for you? What does contentment, fulfillment, what does it look like for you in your life? What are you actually working towards? What is it that you actually want your life to look like? Now, I've spoken on a previous podcast and (laughs) I came up with a game earlier, by the way, just slightly diverting on topic. It was Podcast Bingo or Moy's Podcast Bingo. And there's obviously certain things that I say in each podcast that I'm now aware of that I say. So obviously, you've got the conscious thing, which is at the end of a podcast, if I say the serenity quote, you can tick that one off your podcast bingo. Um, I'm forever saying, um, as mentioned in a previous podcast, so you could tick that one off your bingo. Obviously, the the word thus has to be on there probably multiple times. But yeah, there you go. You can create either a little drinking game or podcast bingo, whatever you want to do the next time you guys are listening to this. But... Like I said in a previous podcast, sometimes I will get my clients which aren't quite sure what their goals are anymore, when they feel a bit lost or they, you know, they're not adhering and they're struggling to really know why they're trying to do what they're doing, I'll get them to map out their ideal day. Money obviously isn't an object, you know, you can't just go, Oh yeah, I won the lottery, I took my Aston Martin out for a drive, came back in, pulled it in, took the Zonda out, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. What I mean is What do you feel in your ideal day? What do you wake up doing? What does your ideal day look like? Is life for you at the moment just a race to the end? No, is that all it is for you? Is it literally just a race to the finish line? A race to that final day of, you know, let's achieve as much shit as we can while we're here and then fuck off because that's not a life to me because i'm all for achieving shit held this podcast every topic that we've touched on everything that we've spoken about has been about achieving shit and i am not saying don't achieve shit what i'm saying is achieve shit that actually matters to you don't achieve somebody else's goal don't conform to somebody else's opinion or impression or image Achieve what you want to achieve because it matters to you. And then when you've achieved it, fucking enjoy it. Kick back, relax, marvel in the fact that you did it. That dream you had, that goal you had, you tick that box, well done. Don't allow yourself to get lost in in life lost in the progress and obsessed with that final five percent when in actual fact everything that you wanted you got from the 95 and that last five percent pushing a little bit more with fat loss you know a little bit longer in a deficit a little bit more of a deficit pushing those calories down pushing that activity up a little bit more exercise it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back i have seen so many people push that last 5% because they thought that it mattered so much to them. And then I've bumped into them in six months time and they've put all the weight back on. Why? Not because of what they did up to the 95, but because they obsessed so much about finishing the job, about getting to that specific weight, that they then found themselves with a disorder, an eating disorder. They found themselves with a damaged life because they were obsessed with getting to that nth degree. And I've known people that have done both sides, eating disorders when they've just regained all of the weight and more. And I've also known people where they've been so obsessed with getting to that goal that they've then found themselves incredibly unwell on the opposite end of the weight spectrum, where they're barely eating and they are obsessing over exercise because they're not quite at that level of poundage that they wanna be at. Think about what life really means to you. Think about getting to the pearly gates, seeing it coming and thinking to yourself, what did I actually want that to be? Looking back, what do you want to say that you have done? And it could very well be you're the kind of person where you go, you know what? Yep, I want the last 5%. I want to achieve it all. I want to make sure that no goal is left unturned. And that's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. If that's you, if that works for you and you can do it safely, then you crack the fuck on, my friend. Just consider this podcast a word of warning. Just be mindful. But for all of you that have lost in your goals, all of you that are just, trickling your way through life, ticking the boxes that you think that you ought to tick. Just take stock for a second. These are your seconds, minutes, days, weeks, hours, months, years, and they're flying by because fuck knows 2020, with everything that we've gone through, has not only taught us a lot, but it's also gone by incredibly fast. Which is ironic considering the fact that a lot of us have spent large periods of time doing fuck all. <laughs> so, that's it. That's 34. Hopefully it's made you think. If it has, do me a favour, let me know. Like I said, these co- these podcasts cost me money. So, the way that you guys can pay for them is jump onto Apple Podcasts and just give them a review. Give them a review and a rating, okay? Honestly, it would mean the world. And do give them a share for me as well. You've probably got friends, family, colleagues that could do with this kind of audible motivation in their ears. Something to truly make you think. And that's what these podcasts have essentially become. Just something to make you think. And when it comes to all of the stresses, strains, etc., and everything that we're going through with the coronavirus, With lockdown, everything that we're going through in life and everything that we are yet to go through, manage your emotions. And one of the best ways that I've found to do that is to use the serenity filter. Here's another one for your bingo card. Accept what you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. And you can use that to suddenly take a right turn in your life if you wanted to. Look at where you are, Look at what you do and ask yourself, am I happy and am I fulfilled? Because happiness is not a destination. Happiness can be right where you are right now. But only if you let it be. So, folks, appreciate you listening. I will see you on episode 35. And as always, if there's any topics you'd like me to cover, by me, send me a message. And I look forward to seeing your ratings and reviews. Thank you very much. See you later. Toodles. Oh, and just a quick caveat, was well aware that I had a couple of audio issues crop up throughout this episode. I did spot them while I was recording it. So apologies for a couple of moments of weirdness. We'll make sure that there are no technical glitches next time. Thanks, folks.